One of my most beloved sponsors has got to be Audible. I had an Audible account long before I thought about ever getting into podcasting. And Audible has an awesome gift for all of my listeners. And if you head over to audibletrial.com forward slash jryan, you're going to get a free audiobook on them and me. All you have to do is sign up for a free trial. And if you decide that Audible's not for you, and within 30 days, you can cancel. No harm, no file, you spend no money, and you get to keep that free audiobook. Audible has hundreds of thousands of books in their catalog read by world-renowned narrators. From New York Times bestsellers to the classics, they're all on Audible. So again, head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash jryan and pick up your free audiobook today. I want to take this opportunity to talk about our latest partner here on Behind the Horse's Eyes, and that is Herd of Zebras. You can find them over at www.herd-of-zebras.com. And Herd of Zebras is more than just an equestrian lifestyle brand. It's a global community of just badass people who inspire others with their perseverance, grit, compassion, and authenticity. And what other people might call scars, whether it be physical or emotional, they call stripes. It's the experiences and the hardships that cause us to become stronger, kinder, and braver. Unlock all of that over at Herd of Zebras. I wear their shirts constantly. I was lucky enough for them to send me some swag. Um, I've done some promotional stuff for them. I'm going to tell you, I am sold. The quality of their products is is, is amazing. They're, all their products are printed here in the U.S. You're not going to find better people and people with a better message than Herd of Zebras. If you use the discount code JRyan at checkout over at Herd of Zebras, you're going to get 10% off of your order all the info for that is going to be in the description of this episode. That's www.herd-of-zebras.com. Promo code JRyan for 10% off today. I bet you didn't know we had a merch store. That's right. We actually have merch. If you head on over to the description, the notes of this episode, there will be a link there to the merch store. and You can head on over to the Mediocre Horseman store. From there, we have socks, we have hoodies, we have tanks, we have tees, and there's new designs coming out all the time. And the special this month is the Feral Appalachia shirt. 100% of the proceeds of that shirt are going to help feral horses in Appalachia. And 50% of everything else that's sold in the store are, is also going to go help feral horses in Appalachia through Feral Aaron as part of the Appalachia Legacy Initiative. So click the link in the description, head on over there, get something, help out some amazing horses, some amazing people, and uh, help me feed my horses for crying out loud. You are listening to Behind the Horse's Eyes on the Illiterate Podcast Network. Except for the the temperature in Southern California and and Arizona, it's sixty nine degrees. It's below freezing here. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was about I'm to say that's, that's below freezing. That's below freezing in <laughs> South Carolina. 
It was 59. I was 69 degrees here today, and I'm wearing a tank top. Listen, let me tell you something. (laughs) It was 58 the other morning, and all of us on the job had broken out our car hearts. Oh, my gosh. I would have worn shorts. I've been fine. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Apparently, they are hardier in the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, God, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Horse's Eyes. I am always your humble host, Mr. J. Ryan Chastain. Um, Join... Joining me tonight is uh, an, a roundtable episode. Uh, if you are a new listener, you might want to go back and check out what the roundtable episodes are. And it is literally just us giving our opinions on things that we probably should not be giving opinions on. But hey, here we are. Uh, Jess Rice is with me as always. Dakota Williams. What's and are, are you, am I talking to Kayla or KLA? Kayla. Okay, it is Kayla. Awesome. Kayla, you might also know from the clock app. It's Flynn's mom, Flynn the Mule. Damn it, Flynn. She's... Oh, damn it, Flynn. There you go. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Golly. It's the only mule I ever want. You said he's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes, though, isn't he? Sometimes. Yeah. Depend- we- depending on the day and what's going on. I always love it, like, on on social media when people show their horses or mules or donkeys it's always them at their best but they never show them 99 percent of the other time like when they're trying to hang themselves kill themselves or tear the barn down i mean i i show him eating the bushes and i i literally have a tiktok way down the line of him literally pulling a little baby tree out of the roots and then dragging yeah, it down one. the street <sighs> Oh my gosh. Has anybody ever sent you a um or made a comment about you shouldn't let him eat that bush, it'll make him sick and that's abuse. All the time. <laughs> Everything's worry, abuse. Worry, please worry everything. Everything's abuse. I love social media. It just gives it gives everyone a voice, even the folks that don't really should should well, never it, have it a voice. <laughs> There's a lot of folks in this world. I am a huge proponent for freedom of speech, but there's one thing I can say that comes with freedom of speech that a lot of people don't understand is it doesn't mean that you have freedom from ridicule. No. There's so many times when I always see a reply video and you go back to click because you wanted to see the context that the comment was left in and it's been dirty deleted. Comment not available. My favorite. (laughs) No comment not available. Oh my god! I'm just like Ryan Nate. You you sent me that one video on TikTok, and it was of the gal talking about rescuing the horse and stuff. And as soon as I go to the comments, all the comments were blocked. Well, any so, and I don't understand that. <laughs> with with some creators, is that they will go through, and instead of engaging in conversation, now I understand if it's just like horribly derogatory block and delete that person because you can you can't have a civil conversation with some people right but i don't understand when somebody you know approaches you civilly you just you either make a very toxic reply that doesn't answer the original question in the first place you just make up a bunch of assumptions about someone or you just immediately just block or delete the comment i don't i don't understand that i leave crappy no, comments man. up and then i just start tagging people in them yeah, I did that. Like I, I didn't. I didn't get into an argument with that lady. I just tagged everyone I knew. 
And then I got, I got blocked. <laughs> Teddy Frankie got blocked. I got blocked. Sarah Woodell got blocked. Oh, my God. It's funny for somebody with like 4,000 followers. It, it's one of those things of like, you, you put a comment out there. Yes, it's on social media. You let the public see it. Be ready for the ridicule. Be ready for people to come to attack you. But here's like, the problem. Be here's prepared the problem. for it because no matter what's going to happen, you're going to have the keyboard war. What I love is like, so I, I made a video about a quick little history of Ariat. And I've done that video twice, by the way. And both times it was a banger. So two years from now, I'm going to do it a third time and see if I can get a million views out of it too. I'm not, I'm a shill. I'm not even going to lie. Anyway, with, with that said though, I got, a, I got a handful of comments that are like, yeah, too bad all their stuff's made in China. And I'm like, you're literally logged into a Chinese app to complain oh about God. Chinese products. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, and majority of all the products on here are fails. Yeah, I mean, if we really looked at the majority of products in their lives, they're all, they're all made in China. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, but we have just, I don't know. And it, you see it all over the place. Like, I don't, and I don't want to throw younger people under the bus, you know, because it's, it's not fair. But, it, you know, a good example is like, I saw a video today and it was, uh, it was a, a young guy and I clicked on his profile, said he was 19. Um, and he had a, uh, had a slick seat saddle, hard seat saddle. And he said, I might not be a top hand, but at least I don't ride in a padded seat. And I'm like, this is a thing now. So, <sighs> so, so we went from Texas T versus using the buckle, nylon versus leather, and this week's petty viral uh, toxicity, whatever, is going to be a hard seat versus padded seat. This is where we're at as an industry, by the way. Yeah. And I wanted I wanted you on for all of this, Caleb, because I know in essence you're a pleasure writer. Oh boy, I, I dabble in a lot of other things, but mostly currently I am a pleasure writer. That's right, and and yes. you're you're you've got a you've got feet in both sides. And I was like, let me get a hold yeah. of Kayla; she'll be perfect. And Jessamine, Jessamine, you dabble. started out you started out jumping, and then stepped more into the Western world. Yeah, and I went from hunters to dressage to western dressage to ranch riding showing, and now I just leisurely ride and rope cows occasionally. And then there's Dakota who, yeah, and then I, I wanted Dakota on because he plays a cowboy on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota does Dakota does some tuning up, a little training, and. He's getting he's he's trying to learn and I love that because he's got questions and he's got a questioning attitude when it comes to stuff that he doesn't know. And I like that. And that has left this industry. This is the questioning attitude. Mm-hmm. It is my way but, or the highway. Well, and that's and the, the hard part is those that don't ask the questions are the ones that are the most dangerous. Because one thing I've even told people that I've worked some horses on i tell them look i don't know everything let me talk to so-and-so they may have encountered this let me see what they've done see if i can't find my own way yeah yeah you and know what you know what some, uh, you know what something let me let me talk go, let me go, talk. go, go ahead let me go, talk. go ahead no i'm just kidding 
So, but like something that people like seem to forget is that there's options for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. there's options for a reason because not it's not one size fits all or one no. type fits all or one way fits all. Like, that's the reason that there's options. So, if you don't like that option, just simply don't do it. Yeah. So, like a good example is Texas T versus using the the buckle. And I understand. <sighs> I understand folks that like to use. I understand folks that like to use the buckle if. That's fine, and but what I don't get is when you make the argument with the buckle because you're 17 years old and then use the the thing. Well, if you've had as many wrecks as I have, bitch, I'm 40. Do we really want to yeah. talk about wrecks and years and everything else? At really? no point have I ever been in a situation that if it was a dire emergency, I wouldn't cut my latigo. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, regardless, if it's bad enough, you're toting your saddle out anyway. But and I use the buckle if because my yeah. horses my horses each have their own saddles and they have their own pads they have and on those saddles is their yeah. girth that fit yeah. them and it has its own latigo on it and there's holes that line them but they do fluctuate in weight and for that I have different holes but I do also like a Texas T and I like a Texas T because I can always reach down and pull a little slack out and cinch it back if I feel like I need to be a little snugger. Also, too, I do own some traditional mohairs that just have rings. They don't have buckles. They just have rings. Yeah. They have to be tied on on both sides. Yeah. I, uh, my, I don't know, it was like the first or second roping that I went to, uh, we do like big, I do like big loop, like ranch roping. And um, yeah. it was the first or second one that I went to. And so not many people there knew me, which is fine, you know. And I walked in the arena. I hadn't even gotten on my horse yet. And some guy walks up to me, grabs a hold of my saddle, and is like, what do you have this in a Texas T for? You don't need to be doing that. Undoes my saddle and redoes it and puts it in the buckle. I'd have punched him And I looked at him and I was like. Yeah. I was like, um, No. I was like, I was like, I appreciate that you're trying to help me. I understand that that was your goal. I was like, but I do it this way for a reason. Like if you, and his was not even about the reason he did it wasn't even a safety concern. He was afraid that I couldn't move my leg and it was going to be, I was not gonna be able to move my leg forward enough and back enough because the knot was going to keep me from being able to like use my leg to cue my horse. And I was like, what? I was like. Uh, I was okay. like, thank you. And I, w- I stood there while well, I stood there and I redid my saddle the way I wanted to. And I walked in and I got on my horse. And he this guy ended up having to get off his horse because he couldn't like ride or handle his horse during the day. And I was like loping around doing doing my thing just because I was really there to observe. I wasn't even roping. I was just there to observe and hang out. And a bunch of my friends were there. And I was just, and then like later he was like, oh man, you, you do know how to ride a horse. And I was like, oh, thanks. You know, like, yeah, just awesome. because I'm new here doesn't mean I'm new to horses. Like, yeah, I also know how to tie you. a knot that apparently you don't know how to tie. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, I'm like, you know, my mare bloats severely. Like she will bloat out. Yes. So after I get on and ride a little bit, I have to tighten my saddle, especially if I'm yep. roping. Yes. Because if I dally off to anything and my saddle's that loose, like. My saddle's gonna be under my horse, and I know that about her. So that's the reason I put it in a Texas T because I can 
tight net from being up there. Yeah, well, and then those that are advocates of buckle only will always tell you, well, you need you need to learn that horse some manners. You need to learn it not to blow out when you saddle. Good <sighs> luck. Good luck with that. Have fun. I don't want my horse to no, hate it, you. Sorry. Like the, the buckle versus Texas T, I've learned both. And I, for one, like using the buckle and using the loud to go keeper. Yeah. That's just me. Wait a personally. minute. Let's let's just go ahead and throw this out there. I find it amazing y'all still have Latigo keepers that aren't torn off your saddles. Because my shit's all tore on all my saddles. Well, maybe if you took care of your saddle. I do, but I get I ride in places where I get shit hung on my damn. Usually my boots are tore up. I have my I have briars all in my the bottom of my jeans. Yeah. But Buddy, come right out here in Arizona in the hills. Let's go. Yeah, but yet again, I'm I don't care how you tie your saddle. I've used the buckle too. I do things all different ways, and there's no like right or wrong. And I would never tell somebody like, "Hey, you know, blah blah blah." blah." Like the only time that I will say something to someone is if I think it's like an immediate safety concern. Yes. Like, if it's an immediate yeah. safety concern, or they ask me. Yeah, so Kayla. If they ask me, then I'm more than happy to offer advice. But if no one asks me, and it's not a safety concern, I'm going to let them do their thing, because... Same thing. Yeah, so Kayla, I notice you ride sometimes in some endurance tack, correct? Yeah. And a lot of that stuff is man-made materials, and it's man-made materials for a reason, because endurance. It's lighter, um, it gives, um, it lasts longer right and so when somebody brings up the argument of like leather versus nylon i mean honestly i use i use a little bit of both um so i i just say whatever works for you you know i have uh, i have specific stuff that i use with specific saddles and that's how that goes for me what is going on in the? I, I was listening. Dakota, mute yourself for a yeah, Dakota, mute yourself until you talk. <laughs> Dakota's like all angry now. Look at him. He's like he's like a bear that somebody poked. You can speak, sir. Just unmute yourself when you go to speak. Well, my mom, I have going on and stuff. And... Hey, put your mom on. I'll talk to your mom. <laughs> But I'm like, I'm like Young Gravy. Here. I'll talk to mom. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, uh. you ain't talking to my mom. That ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. Yo, mom, listen. Me and you boys got something going on. I'll holler at you later. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the way to get smacked. <laughs> But no, so I see all these silly little petty things and like it, but it's honestly turned into that is the cool thing. Like it's the cool thing to just be like toxically petty and then it turns mm-hmm. into trends. Like it, it, it almost becomes trendy now. Like you'll see a week where everybody's just making videos about buckle versus Texas tea or nylon versus leather or, uh, wearing your spurs in public which is another dumb thing i'm i live by this simple philosophy if what you do 
Yep, apparently that's a thing now. Wearing your spurs is a thing now. Yes, that's a thing. You know, I'm in, I live in this type of world personally. If what you do doesn't take food off of my table or affect my bank account, I really don't give two shits. I mean, unless you're screwing my money or the way I eat, I, I don't really care. I don't care. Or, or or you're doing that to someone else. I don't care. If you want to chink chink through Walmart, go chink chink through Walmart. I mean I mean, I do, but that's because I'm lazy and I forget to take mine off. I mean, sometimes. I'm I'm guilty of like stopping at a gas station with spurs on. I mean, you know, it's but you'll see a lot of people like, yeah, yeah, that ain't he ain't this or he ain't that or she ain't this or she well, ain't out this. here in Arizona. Out here in Arizona, it's illegal to go into a bar with a pair of spurs on. I really want to. And that is that from the eight. That that's from the eighteen hundreds laws of Arizona. You cannot walk into a bar with spurs on. That's like. Is it enforced? Yeah, it's not enforced. All right, field trip to Arizona to test this out. Let's, Let's do go. it. I would gladly Let's do it. it. <laughs> I'm going to Arizona in January. Art of the Cowboy. I'm going to wear my I'm biggest gonna... spurs that I have. Walk right it, into a bar. It's not enforced here in Arizona. I mean, it's. They could be petty about it, but well, well, that's like Kentucky. Kentucky has a law, and it's because of horses that you can't walk around with an ice cream in your back pocket, and that law is directly because of horses. It because ice cream, yeah. So apparently, years ago, people would put. So, <laughs> I want to know who did that. So apparently, and I somebody I found this. It was on a TV show, and I said, "I've got to look this up and look at the history of this." And apparently, it was true. People would actually years and years ago would put an ice cream cone in their back pocket, and then if there was a very expensive horse, they would want they would let that horse taste the ice cream, put it in their back pocket, and then get it to follow them. That's in Alabama. Is that Alabama? Yep. Yep. Uh, Alabama is weird. Anyway, I grew up in Alabama. You hush, sir. I would put carrots if I was trying to. <laughs> My point is exactly. an ice cream cone. It, it was an ice cream cone. I'm just I'm just relaying the message. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, it's a lure horses away. Welcome to the world of horses. Oh, and then there's this video. This is trucker, this truck driver. Y'all seen this video? And he talks about horse people are like the bougiest people I know. Nobody gives a damn about your horses. I used to build fence and they're the dumbest people I ever met on the planet. Like horses went out of fashion as soon as the automobile was made. I don't understand y'all. No, no, no. The only people that have oh, horses. That yeah. The only people that have horses are rich people and people that think they're rich. And I'm like, that, that's a lot of bull. Cause out here in Arizona, I'm not rich. even I'm still to this day, it. there's a lot of people riding horses around Arizona, like the city of Wickenburg, Arizona. Horses have the right of way. Same in Aiken, South Carolina. I'm pretty sure it's the same in, uh, in Norco. It's supposed to be, but not like anybody cares. Yeah, nobody cares Listen. here in Aiken, too. You'll get your ass ran over. But horses have the right of way. Yeah, same here in Arizona. It's not like that in Ohio. No, uh, y'all can't drive anyway. <laughs> Shut up. No, you y'all got the drive. Amish and, You uh, literally Megan drive 10 miles an hour there. under the speed limit. Don't even talk to me. Yep, and I only in Ohio. <laughs> can can somebody please explain to me that joke? Only in Ohio. I, I every time I post a video and it goes viral, people go in my comment section. Only in Ohio, and I'm like, huh? 
over and over and over again. Like 500 of these comments only in Ohio. And I'm like, I'm in California. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Only in Ohio. Yeah, everyone likes to pick on Ohio for no reason. (laughs) I I know. I have an uncle from, uh, is it Lima, Ohio? That what, Lima. Lima. Lima, Ohio. Okay. Anyway, and there's a lot to pick on there. There's not that much. Whatever. South Carolina. I don't even want to hear about it. You liked it here. You you applied for a job here. You liked yeah, it. Yeah, but so it's much. like 10 billion degrees there. No, thank you. It's fine. We're used the to humidity. it. The humidity. We're a tropical people. Arizona's hotter, so. No, thanks. That's like, why I live in Ohio. Yeah, like, like, look at my background here. Like, all of that. Tell me that doesn't look like something you would find on like a desert island somewhere where the humidity is like 115 and the temperature is 130. Nope. If I want that, I'll go to Florida. You can look at that picture and hear the cicadas. You can come to California and get ever, all of that weather in one day. There you go. <laughs> no. I stay away from that border. Yeah, it's like... Uh, I don't even... I live in California and I don't even want to be here most of the time, okay? <laughs> I love you. I don't to identify de- living in California. I love you to death. Yeah, don't you guys come over here to my state? Like, come on. Yeah, I love I you to death, to. but South Carolina is full. No, they're finding room for an Arizona boy. We, we had we had to do that. We had to do that with all the uh, the new uh, the New Englanders. Like we've we've got an influx of New Englanders, and so we have to tell them South Carolina is full. What are you doing to that poor lollipop? Having a snack. Oh, I, you were just aggressive with that thing. Like, you are trying to bite it off the stick. I have to take <laughs> out my aggressions on something. Uh, this, those SoCal aggressions? Hey, it's a thing, okay? <laughs> we have a lot of pent-up anger here in California. So what, what else has pissed everybody off about horse people on the internet? I would say oh, shoes were just no shoes. Not everybody speak at once. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Uh, I would say shoes versus no shoes. Like I get a lot of feeds on my FYP on TikTok here lately of how it's horrible for you to put shoes on your horse and you know they should be naturally footed and all this. So um Awesome. I tell those people to just study hoof anatomy. My horses run barefoot when I'm not showing them. When I'm showing, I I usually just do front shoes. Yeah. Um, we so I work at a therapeutic riding facility for those who don't know. So we serve like adults and children with disabilities. So most of our horses are obviously older because a that's when people are willing to let us use them. And B, they are, you know, they've been through it all. They're ready to go. So with that, most of our horses have to wear shoes just for maintenance and whatnot. But um, we lease a lot of our horses. So we actually only own one horse and the rest of our horses are all leased from people. And we had this lady who leases a horse to us. She's leased him to us since July of last year, has not come out to see him a single time since she dropped him off. And um, we ended up changing his medication um, because I took new x-rays just to see like what we could do to make him the most comfortable. And so all of a sudden she shows up and she's up my ass all the time about everything about her horse. And she came out and she wanted to come out when our farrier came out. Well, when he came out, when the horse came originally, he had one of those natural balance shoes. Have you guys heard of those? 
Oh, well, no. they have a really, they have but, a really wide. It's like it's like a thing here. I don't, I don't know why they're. It, it, no, it's a thing here too. So they're really wide in the toe, and they are supposed to allow for breakover. But the wide piece is behind the lamini, so like the lamini are always stretching, and it's just like it was the very opposite of what this horse needed, and. He, he was like half crippled by when he came here, but he was a super good horse. So we wanted to use him. And I was really trusting that my farrier could get it fixed. Um, my farrier is like super duper educated as like takes his continuing education super seriously, you know, is always learning new things and whatnot, which is what I really like about him. And so she came out and t- took 45 minutes of my farrier's time trying to understand why we put him in the shoe that we have him in now versus the natural balance shoe. And he, I'll thank God. I like called him beforehand and told him, I'm like, this lady is going to be over the top, but please bear with me. Cause I need this horse to stay here. So he spent 45 minutes talking about the shoe and how like, like dr- literally drawing her pictures of what it was like before and like what it's like now when, she can visibly see that he is moving a hundred times better. And then that's one extreme. And then the other extreme is we have people on our board who are not horse people. They don't understand. They're like, well, why do we pay all this extra money to put shoes on these horses? Why can't they just all be barefoot? I'm like, because they would be crippled. Thank you. And it's not one size fits all. (laughs) No, it's not. Some horses are perfectly fine being barefoot while other horses have to be in shoes even when they're not in work i mean it's it's a hard concept for a lot of people i I had so farrier story for me my fair i love my fairs a good friend of mine he went out of town to a dog show and i needed a trim really 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 bad i was gonna go show younger horse i was gonna run her barefoot we'd run her barefoot before no problems with her um and so i needed somebody really quick that got a recommendation uh, from someone that's like, hey, call this lady out. Uh, she's a really good fairy. She does my horse. She gets here. She gets out of the truck. Uh, well, gets out of her car. She didn't have a truck. And um, not that I'm knocking any farriers that are in cars, but I want to set the scene here when she hopped out of a Prius uh, with pink hair. Oh, no. And um, so she comes rolling up, did not have a, did not have a farrier stand or anything. Uh, and I'm like, ah. Was she a barefoot trimmer? She was one of those natural barefoot trimmers. And I was like, listen, I said, I just need, I said, I just need a barefoot trim. I said, we're showing in soft clay sand. I said, I'm not doing shoes. Oh, I don't do shoes. I'm like, I thought you were a farrier. No, no, I don't do food. I'm a, I'm a natural um, barefoot trimmer. And I'm like, whatever. Uh Uh-uh whatever so she trims she trims uh one of my horses and i noticed like one one toe is just like oblong i guess it's misshapen and i'm looking she did not run the rasp on the outside which i like i want the outside knocked off i want it clean when you get through and did not and but one toe just looked like absolute trash i mean it, it, it was just lumped over to one side and i said i'm not paying for for that and she goes what are you talking about and i said that right there i said that foot is is not uniform with the others and she goes i let the foot tell me how it should be shaped 
<sighs> that I swear, and I'm not a religious person, but if you are, whatever, I swear on whatever you find holy. That is what this woman told me. I let the foot tell me the way it should be trimmed. I ended up paying her and then waited and then not went, did not go show and waited for my fare the following week to come out and give me a trim. I should have just shown them long in the toe. I probably would have been better off. You, you probably would have. No, like, knowing, this horse, knowing this horse, she would have tripped over herself. Well, in, out here in Arizona, and I know a little bit of California, it's rocky terrain. Yep. And uh, out here in Arizona, a lot of us ranch hands, we have all four feet shod. And for a long time, I was running a Mustang. He only had shoes on his front feet because of the rocky terrain. I mean, I'm going through lava rock, stuff that will cut you up if you're not wearing the right shoes. See, like here, and a lot of people don't get when we say, hey, well, here, you know, a lot of horses go barefoot. A lot of them just get front shoes. Everything is sugar sand here. Like light, fluffy sugar sand down to like two or three feet before you get to clay. Like we don't, we don't have rocks. Must be nice. It's, it's nice. All right. So who wants to go next? What's pissed them off in the horse world on the internet? Kayla, Jess. The, the freaking 20% rule. I swear to God. If I oh have one my God. Guy, if I have one more child, tell me I am too big for my horse or mule. Oh, I'm going to lose it. They, I, you know, it's it, a lot to keep myself cool. Just start, calm about it. Just start, just start tagging them in that video I made about that rule. Number one, my favorite thing is that they don't even know how much your horse weighs or yes. how much you weigh for one. For two, the people who have no idea how a long back, short back, and confirmation has anything to do with how much weight a horse can carry can absolutely kick rocks. Well, and they always want to throw up the Ohio State University um, <laughs> study, which was not a bad study, but my problem with the way Ohio, and I'm not picking on Ohio State, Jess, even though go dogs. I know, I'm just, and, and the shut butt, up. And the, buck, and the buck nuts Keep can going. suck it. I do not like the way <coughs> they set their controls. <coughs> Is they let horses rest for like four to six months with no work, and then they bring them in for these tests. Oh, my God. That makes no sense to me right off the bat. So, But then most people want to pull out the study where they found, well, 20% of the horse's weight seemed to be the sweet spot on the horses that they had, but then they don't scroll down and read the rest of the study where they say rider ability, horses ability, horses confirmation, uh, horses, total health, all of that plays a factor. And that some of the horses uh, were good and showed no adverse effects up to 35%. Yeah. They don't read that far. And they forget well, about got, study, how studies work, and there's more information to a study than if, if you do a study and you're looking for a specific outcome, then the heading of that study is going to be that specific outcome. But there's more information in that study because there's other outcomes within their control group. Just like the uh, so many people that say, don't give your horses cold water. It'll kill them. 
Like there's there's people out there that are like, oh, you can't don't give your horses cold water when they're hot, you'll kill them. You know, and then you look at again, Ohio State does a study and said, well, horses prefer prefer water that is around room temperature. Uh, but they found no adverse effects for horses drinking cold water. Well, actually, what they said was hose cool water seems to be the preferred temperature for horses. That does not say that cold water is going to kill them. Yeah. But like, so every year we have all of our horses every spring after we do our shots, coggins and stuff, we have the vet set two weight limits for our horses, one for a balanced rider and one for an unbalanced rider. So for our balanced rider, we have a weight limit set and that's for our exercise riders, the people who are like doing their exercise. And then our unbalanced rider weight limit is for our students. And so we do that every year, just in the vet, just takes a look at them, takes in mind how fit they are, what kind of condition they're in, how they move, what's their soundness, those kinds of things. And then we set that because we have to have them set in place. Like, so if we have to turn a student away for, you know, as far as like sizing goes, like sometimes that does happen because we want to keep our horses, you know, in the best condition. And a lot of our riders are super duper unbalanced. So our, our vet does not go by the 20% rule at all. Our vet just looks at the horse, sees how they're built confirmationally, what their soundness level is. And they ask us like how they've been performing. Have we noticed them being uncomfortable in any situations and then sets the weight limit by that uh, for both balanced and unbalanced riders. So. I like that. Yeah. I honestly, I think that's fair. Yeah. And again, like I think that the, the reason that the 20% rule has gone so viral on social media is because it's a way to, sound like you know what you're talking about when you don't and it's a way to try to fat shame or make fun of other people with feeling like they're not fat shaming or making fun of people because they can just say well there's a study on it well if you look at the actual history of the 20 percent rule the reason we have the 20 percent rule is because of cavalry yeah and we have that rule is so privates did not have to do complicated equations and guess over different size horses with all the different horses and horse sizes and and how fit each horse was coming into the remount service they could just go what 20 percent. we're just using 20 percent. 20 percent is all we're going to do don't worry about anything else it was a way for them to streamline things in the military had nothing to do with that being the max it, it it had everything to do with streamlining a process in the 1920s. I mean, how much science do we use still from the 1920s? Not much. None, really. Almost none. I mean, a hand a handful of equations, maybe. Um, very little medicine. Um, a handful of discoveries that are still relevant. I mean, outside of that, none. Especially nothing given to us by the government. No, hell no. Uh-uh. So, Jess, what has really ground your gears on the horse? Um, my what has really ground my gears lately, and it wasn't on TikTok, but um, I'm in a lot of horse groups on Facebook, and they're talking about aren't like, those the worst? 
I saw it's a whole I've other seen level. multiple ads lately with people advertising jobs for way, way, way less pay than should be acceptable. Somebody today posted on Facebook that they were and they were looking for somebody to clean 30 stall 30 plus stalls for nine dollars an hour. What? Nine dollars an hour. So this is for for one minimum wage is nine thirty nine dollars and thirty cents an hour. Okay, that's minimum wage, and they wanted to pay nine dollars an hour. Number two, somebody made this comment and was like, "I don't like because everyone is like absolutely not good luck finding someone like that's ridiculous." Blah 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 blah. Um, continuing, somebody posted, you know. That's, you know, at the racetrack, they only pay $5 a stall. Like, why does everyone think that $9 is an hour? I was like, okay, if you paid somebody $9 an hour, or if so, then, because someone said, originally said $20, it should be $20 an hour. And um, they're like, $9 an hour isn't bad. I only get paid $5 a stall. And I was like, well, if you did five, I said, if you did four stalls in an hour, that would be $20 an hour. I'm like, so if you think $5 a stall is fair, but not $20 an hour, your math is really messed up. Because if you can't do four stalls in an hour, then... Something's messed up. Yeah, the math ain't... The math ain't mathin'. Exactly. So I, like, did all this math and made... I never comment on posts like that, but that's, like, my number one most frustrating thing. As someone... I've never had a job, a full-time or any job part-time or full-time outside of the horse industry since I was like, since I was in high school, I've always, always worked in the horse industry in some way, shape or form. And I've been really lucky to find jobs that pay well because of the, the specific areas that I've decided to go into. But so many of these people, I have a really good friend. His name's Jordan and he is an amazing horseman. And he's a hell of a worker. He will work his ass off. But he lives in Lexington, Kentucky, and everyone wants to find working student positions so they can pay them the most dirt cheap wage mm-hmm. and yep. live in this little tiny one bedroom apartment studio for like $300 a week. And it's, it's just insane. Like, it doesn't matter how skilled you are, 90% of the jobs are so underpaid considering because i know jordan and i know what jordan does jordan is completely underpaid with the bs that he has to deal with on a daily basis yeah he he works with surrogate mares yes there's 200 mares that are like practically feral like they don't get any handling they buy them at the cheapest rate that they can find at auctions they're like auction horses as long as they can get pregnant they come and so he's out oh, there with 200 mares and is fending them off and giving injections in these feedlots that are maybe a half an acre big and they have 40 horses a piece in them. And he's like out there just giving injections and drawing blood and all this in these little tiny lots and gets paid like $12 an hour. Shit. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that's at Rudin Riddle, who is like one of the biggest equine hospitals. In the country, and he gets paid twelve dollars an hour to do that. I'll I'll edit that out because I don't want Jordan losing his job. 
Yeah, he won't care. Oh. He'll be like, dude. Genuinely. Will not care. It's the truth. I mean, he I mean, twelve dollars an hour to do that is not anything. No. I wouldn't do that just to feed no. those horses for twelve dollars. No. No. And he literally works his ass off. I mean, like, he is the kind of person that wants to get as much done and do a really good job at his job. And he will literally be, like, trotting mares across the field to get him in the barn and, like, running and doing things all the time. It never stops. And still only gets paid $12 an hour, which is insane. Yeah. And and still has the, the stomach to be one of the nicest people you ever want to meet. Yeah. I'd be angry at the world. I would be. So, and I, I, I get, do like, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand that, like, some of these places aren't making a ton of money, so it's hard. But if you, like, but if you want good workers, you're going to have to figure out a way to be able to pay them what they're worth so that they'll stick around. And if you're not, then, I don't know. It's just not, it's just not ethical. No, well, and it's so like I had a conversation with uh, uh, someone else who's pretty popular on on TikTok uh, with a barn that that she was at. Um, It's a mutual friend, Jess, of a friend of ours that lives here in Aiken. Um, Just did a a, a, uh, one of those uh, makeovers with a feral horse. Um, You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, and I don't want to say her name because she probably might not want her name out. So she went to work at a very prominent barn here in Aiken. And if you know anything about Aiken, um, it's can be hoity-toity in places, and it, it's very equestrian-driven. With that said, very prominent barn. Um, and they were wanting to pay her, like, basically a slave wage and her live on site. She did not want to live on site. She's like, just, would you pay me one of more? And so uh, one day, her uh, they had very poor irrigation on part of the property. And so she parked her truck. She has a four-wheel drive diesel. And she parked her truck in an area because there's a bunch of vehicles around that did not know how to park. So she should park in this area that was poorly irrigated, and it was muddy. But when she come back, her truck had sank to the axles. Oh, so, oh shit. yeah, so she tries to get out and she said, that, you know, I, I put it in four wheel drive and I tried to go forward and I tried to go back once and I saw that it wasn't going to move. I wasn't going to tear up uh, the the grass, just flooring it, trying to get out. She said, so I just called it. Right. And and you could, she said, you could see where you could just see four tires where it had sunk and a little bit where she had tried to move, but it wasn't like she sat there and nailed it trying to get out. So anyway. She calls a tow truck. Well, the next day, the, the owner comes in and doesn't even talk to her. Talks to the uh, her talks to the, the manager who was over this person and says, "You need to do something with your worker." And said, "Why is that?" I said, uh, "They're fixing to have to pay for." And it's stupid. And what I'm about to say is going to sound really stupid, especially if you're in the construction industry. You'll know why. Said so they're gonna have to replace a hundred and fifty thousand dollar irrigation system. What? And I'm like, and she's telling me? me, she's telling me this, and I'm like, so if you broke a pipe, broke a pipe, you don't have to replace the whole system. Just a couple of couplings and a piece uh-huh. of PVC, ten bucks tops. Yeah, you, you got you got the bad boy fixed. And so the and then 
So the uh, the young lady goes, no, I won't be, but I carry insurance, you know, for stuff like this. So I'll give you the information my insurance company. And the lady didn't want to want to hear it. Long story short, this very prominent barn did not have insurance. Very multi-million dollar, multi-million dollar barn with a hundred okay. with a hundred horses in there. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and say where these horses come from. They're part of that off the track program where you have to take three or four horses. You get one good one, like the rest of them are lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where all these horses come from. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's where their money comes from. Scams, well, people. I mean, like, one thing I've seen out here in Arizona specifically is the debate over the bits oh, yeah. in a horse world. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. riding in a snaffle, riding in a long shank, riding in a spade bit, riding. And I just kind of sit back and listen to all these because I don't put my two cents outward out there because I really don't have the degree to fight. The, the, the arguments with bits and bidding, <laughs> the, the loudest voices Ooh, in bits and yeah, the the loudest voices in bits and bidding are those that don't understand bits and bidding. Um, uh-huh. They don't understand things like transitional bits, like bits that I would call a transitional bit or bits like junior cow horses and stuff uh-huh. like that. Those are transitional bits. Um, you know, there are some bits, in my opinion, that honestly should not be in anyone's tack room because they serve absolutely no purpose. Even though they're labeled as transitional bits, they honestly they're not. They're, they're not. They're, they're trash. Um, they teach your horses all the wrong cues, things like Tom Thumbs, like a, a, a Tom Thumb. It serves no purpose. It doesn't teach a but, thing. But a Tom Thumb is, is nice in the correct hands. No. Yeah, no. It, I'm no. Kidding. Yeah, I know you. I know you're kidding. I know you are. But here's the thing: we know. But if if you have really good hands, there's if you have really good hands, there's then you there's, don't need it. If you have really good hands and you have a rideable horse, not a finished horse, then there's no reason why you couldn't do the same thing in like a mylar. I mean, like, well, whoever came up with the name a correction bit has made multi-million dollars off that bit because it's a correctional bit. I- I'm taking this bit and I'm going to correct anything that someone's done to this horse. Bull crap. Well, and so I have, and I have, and everybody knows I'm in the, I'm, or was in, in the barrel world. I had the same problems with, with twisted wire gags. I, I see no need for a twisted wire gag. <gasps> if, if your horse has that much problem, then your horse has huge huge gaps because i know a lot of really good really soft finished horses that are windy horses i mean if your horse is that big of a problem then you need to correct the problem same thing with tom thumb because i hear a lot of people say well i put i put tom thumbs in on my horses because i give lessons to kids and i want them to have plenty of woe or my horse doesn't have good woe doesn't have good brakes so this put brakes on a bit should not be putting brakes on your horse your seat should be putting brakes on your horse and I think yep. people forget about things when they're training horses, such as preparatory cues. You know, when you when you're first working with that horse and you're teaching that horse to whoa, one of the things you should be doing if you want your horse to stop on your seat is give that horse the preparatory cue and get that horse used to you setting down yep. mm-hmm. as you draw your reins. Eventually, that it's going to click in that horse that when they feel you set down, 
they're going to want to stop. Yeah. Now, there's a hundred ways to skin a cat. A Tom thumb is not an object you use to skin that cat, in my opinion. No. And, but this isn't just an argument about Tom thumbs. I see people make arguments against spade bits and they go spade, bit. look at that harsh, aggressive thing, but they don't understand what a spade bit does. A spade Ooh, bit. They have no idea. No, the spade bit itself provides actually provides the collection without the hands on the reins, without you oh. providing collection with your hands. It's a signal bit. It's not. Yeah, it, it, it's a bit that's very, very rarely touched. And if it is, it's subtly. It's because yeah, those are it, the same. It's because it, the same people, the same people that have problems with spade bits are the same people who put a harsher bit in their horse's mouth to get them to stop. Exactly. And yep. That's where Amen. it comes from. It, it stems from, again, not understanding the mechanics of how something works. And if it looks scary, it must be scary. So yeah. you, you said favorites, and the funny thing is, out here in Arizona, around a lot of vaqueros, I, I have a lot of vaqueros around me that ride in spade bits. And literally tied to their romals, tied to their chain, to the bit, is horse hair. And it's designed to where if anything snags on that rein or anything, that horse hair is snapping before it engages that bit or anything. Well, I'll tell you right now, a lot of people but do and, not. And that's what it's designed for. I'll tell you this right now, a lot of people do not know it. Uh, I live really close to Florida, and we get a lot of people come up and compete from Florida and stuff around here, this, that, and the other. And Florida has a lot of uh, traditional vaqueros down there. So it's mm -hmm. a Spanish colony. So it's a lot of Spanish horsemanship goes on down there. You're going to see a lot of spade bits down there. You're also going to see a lot of horses that work off leg and seat. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and, and that's what a bridal horse is. A bridal horse is designed to go off of your skeleton, your seat, your legs. You would never see their hands move. Pat Puckett, I love watching his YouTubes because he says that and he explains things now, is he really blunt when he explains it? Is he going to make you feel like a complete dumbass when you're watching it? <laughs> Absolutely. But he does it because he knows what he's doing. Speaking I'm, of Pat Puckett, I need him to get his snaffle with the cricket in the middle back in stock because <laughs> I've been trying to buy one of those suckers for a long time, and it's been out of stock. Jess, if you want, I have a spare. I can send it to you. Oh, my gosh. I will buy it from you. The one of the one of the one of the you're dealing and you're dealing in bits like people do drugs through horse people through horse hey man hey man hey man I got one I got one of those yeah I got one I got one I got one of those with the cricket man I got one of them with the cricket like he walks up opens a trench coat and it's just like bits hanging in there yeah Ryan did you see that really cool did you see that really cool bit that Kristen might be selling uh basic white butch nope on facebook no oh my gosh so she posted it for sale or possibly for sale it's like a 600 hundred dollar bit it's like she ordered it custom it just doesn't fit her horse's mouth correctly yeah and the amount of people that commented under it it's it pretty much what it is is it's a correction it's a correction style bit it looks like a correction bit but it has joints, like it has very many movable, like parts and joints. And then mm -hmm. it also has a roller right under where, like, the upside down U is. It has like a roller in the middle. Yeah. It's a really cool bit. It's a really, it's supposed to be really soft. It has no, um, like, it has no 
uh, pinch points or anything. It's really cool and it it's really supple and it has a lot of movement to it. And um, so genuinely, it's actually a pretty soft bit as far as like a shank bit or a cubit, you know, goes like to give soft and subtle cues. And there's just so many people that comment under the, like this one's like, what are you wanting to bit? Um, like there's so many people that are like, well, why would you think that you even need that bit? Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, well, if you would look the at funny the bit, part is, my, The funny part is if you look at a lot of bits, like especially you look at spade bits and stuff, the designs on those bits, you, you're going for the design. You're going for the showmanship. You're going for something flashy. And a lot of horse people, especially out here, what I've seen in the Western community, ooh, that's really nice. Oh, yeah. Out here in the Western community, so I've great. seen a lot of fancier bits, and people go, oh, well, that looks aggressive. And they pull it out of the horse's mouth, and it's a snapple bit. Yeah, well, yeah. But the thing is, is like with like that particular bit that Jess just showed us, ports, spades, things along those lines, it, I think – and it's like Jess said, the loudest voices when it comes to that are one people that don't one don't understand their bits. How did you put it, Jess? Yeah, the people who are uneducated. They just yeah. don't they don't know how they work. Yeah, and then here's the thing too. Those are also the same people that have horses that you have to plow rain. Oh yeah. Like they yeah, they they don't have anything that, you know, and I'm not against it, you know. Uh, Flo, our good friend Flo, her horse Donnie. You have to plow rein him. You know, it, it it's it's fine. He's he's an old stubborn rascal. He's a big old boy, and um, but she's also not throwing anything super aggressive in that in that horse's mouth. Three piece three piece ring snaffle is what's in that horse's yeah. mouth. You know what I mean? So I think everybody's got this assumption that you know all the horses are like mine and, and yeah. mine doesn't know a damn thing. So, and well, the, on the opposite, the opposite side of that, there are people who are putting these bits that are not necessarily bad bits, but these kids don't know how to use them. Yeah. Um, this barn that I took over taking, giving lessons at um, one night a week, I teach a bunch of girls that have their own horses they're in 4-H and, a bunch of these girls came from the same barn and every single one of them was in a correction bit. Every single one of them. And let me tell you, none of these horses had, they're, they're all trying to get these horses to bend and flex and all these things. And they're riding a lot two handed and they're in these correction bits. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you cannot get sideways, sideways, flexion and bend you let me rephrase that you cannot teach flexion and bend with the correction bit well i got a so i got a question not that you can't get it but you can't teach it with someone who is that is very uneducated in a how the bit works and b how to ask for flexion and bend yeah so i got a question because inquire minds want to know flynn for instance is kayla's being really quiet over there uh, oh, I'm just like I'm. In, I'm just listening. I'm loving this. So what is? Oh, I love that shirt. By the way, herd of zebras. That's right, herd of zebras. You can use my code or or Kayla's code. I prefer you use mine. <laughs> I prefer you use mine. Yeah. What is yours? Ladies by the first. Way? What is your code? Ooh. 
Damn it, Flynn. <laughs> Damn it, Flynn. I, I, so I, yeah, I couldn't so, get that one. So I tried to get them to do Horse Daddy, and they came back, and they were like, by the way, your coach is Jay Ryan. And I was like, oh, okay. So, but so the, regardless. The only but, one that calls you that is Megan. No, you should see. Ask Kayla. You should see the comments of people that, and Jess, the people that bring that up. People are pretty thirsty. They are. There's some, there's some thirsty, thirsty, thirsty gals out there. <laughs> I see you. I see you, single horse moms. Um. Anyway, regardless, Flynn. What is, what is Flynn in? Oh, this is actually funny because I literally have it. I got a new one because he's got like, show such and tell. a weird. Yeah, he's got a weird. He's. He, I need like a five and a half mouthpiece because he's just wide the mouth. Mm -hmm. So this is just a um, like just a mylar. Generic mylar because I'm poor right now. Um, and it's just like a lower port with a roller, and it's just pretty simple and straight up. And he works really good in it, or he'll just ride in a in a bozal or a rope halter. Mm -hmm. But that's just kind of like my go-to, and it's nothing too extreme or anything. I, I would love to have him, you know, be a true bridal mule, but that's you know long. The fact that it, I can even ride, put any bit in his mouth is a miracle. It's it's just gonna take. Yeah, yeah he could be a bridal I'm in mule. No rush. Yeah, I'm it, literally uh, in no rush. He could be a bridal mule if it wasn't for tasty bushes. He could be a bridal mule in the arena at a walk. <laughs> Unless there was a bush. <laughs> Unless there was a bush. Well, it, 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 it's funny, Kayla, because you, you said you can ride him in a bozelle, you can ride him in a halter, you can ride him in pretty much anything. For me, that's where I like a lot of horses to be at. For me personally, if I can, if I don't feel like going and grabbing my bridle, I can just keep them in the halter, and jump on them, and go. Yeah. Yeah. What's okay? So Dakota, what's your go-to bit on your horses? And I know everybody's so, horses are going to be different. And some people's horses, you're going to have different horses yeah. and different bits because in transition. But so, what is your go-to if you're just going to grab a horse right now? If, if I know the horse's mentality and I know what that horse has already experienced. I typically go with a three-piece snaffle. Okay. There's, that's and, not and, a wrong and, answer. And it, it's a basic snaffle with split rings. Mm -hmm. And then... You can keep I your turn split around. rings, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, team split, I'm team split rings. Team split rings. Okay. We're all team split rings. Not, We're all... Except for Ryan. But anyways, I mean, like, I, I love... You know, I love using a halter to ride, too. I love using my Bozelle. But... I've also come from training horses to be bridal horses, so that bozelle and that halter are a key factor in that. Yeah. Snaffle bit really doesn't fall into that placement, but you know my horse ends up not going the distance of being because he's missing yeah. vertebrae. So let me rephrase the question, and I want to ask all three of you, and then I'll give my sure. my answer. What is instead of saying what is your go to bit because that is subjective depending on the horse. What is right. your what is your favorite bit? I mean, I, I have to say my favorite bit bit in all honesty is a spade bit. Okay. There's no right or wrong answer, Jess. Um I I genuinely just like anything that has three piece. I like a three piece anything that has a roller in the middle. So whether that's uh like a junior cow horse bit or a snaffle. Yep. Um, but I also, I know I'm saying too many things, but non bit, I ride, I love my bazaar. I ride in it all the time. That counts. That counts. 
So. Kayla? I'm going to kind of copy Jess on this. I, I, especially like if it's a new horse and I don't know their training or it's just like a rescue, I'll just stick something with a three piece yep. mouthpiece and mm -hmm. just, I can kind of evaluate like, okay, what do I have to work? What am I working with here? Did you know at the end of the day, it doesn't matter with that horse. Um, if that horse is advanced in its training or green, your three piece is not going to get you in trouble. And I'm no. so, and I don't mean to copy YouTube, but and I again, be fair. I want to be fair, you know? Yeah. Again, yeah. me, anything, anything three piece, uh, especially something with a copper roller. I'm a huge fan of a roller. Yeah. Um, most of mine are in junior cow horses now. Um, I know a lot of people go, well, that's technically a gag. It technically is not. The amount of gag action on a junior cow horse is so minute. Yeah, you, there's people that argue that a junior Why cow horse be is a, a gag, gag because um, <clears throat> because since the shanks are fixed to the ring, when you draw them, it does allow a slight gag action. I mean, it's so slight. They are aren't fixed. No, not not on a junior cow horse. The shanks are fixed on your ring, right? On a junior cow yeah. horse, but yes. then, but then your mouthpiece is loose. No. Yes. On that ring. Oh. On a junior cow horse. So when you draw it, it does give a slight gagging action, but it's not actually a gag. It just draws like a gag, but it doesn't actually draw enough to be a gag. And you'll have a lot of people argue, well, there's a gag bit. Yes. It's not a gag bit. No. Yeah. It doesn't gag. No, it, it, and it's funny because like my Mustang when I was riding him, I had I had like three or four bits at the time that I had him. And I had a long shank bit in him, and he was responding really well to it. It's like, okay, cool, great, awesome. Had that bit stolen. <sighs> and I'm just like, okay, you want, I still have my three-piece snaffle. Let's just keep with this. We'll see and then know. I have my missing link snaffle from Pat Puckett that he just, he just never rode in. He never really liked it. He would, you know, kind of not. Jokes on you, so my I love the missing link snaffle bit. I my want mare. one so bad. I don't I even do know what it, I still want. I'm getting the one from Dakota, so no one else can take it. Let me look it up. I'm getting it. I've never seen it. Um, so, so yeah, it's a up. straight bar that has a roller in it. Yeah, it's it's a straight bar. It doesn't it doesn't break. So it's just, but it's kind of rounded, and then it has a roller in the middle. Ooh, it's not a roller, it's a I, so I've seen I've seen these I've seen these. So a lot of times they're yeah. Okay, smart. Yeah, they don't they don't bend and flex. So my mare really does not like the my mare really is not like the biggest fan of the like a regular three piece snaffle that has the bending action in the middle. Yeah. She just doesn't like it as well. Uh, so, yeah, my new my new mare doesn't like too much movement. She gets kind of frustrated with a bit. Yeah, she yeah. Likes subtle my mare likes subtle cues, and so, if I yeah. have a three piece and it's moving around too much, or she can like. When she plays with it in her mouth, if it's like banging around, yeah, so she doesn't I've, like it. So she really likes the missing link. Yeah, so I've seen uh, generic versions of that before, and, and they call them like comfort bits. Um, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's actually a really cool concept for a bit, by the way. Yeah, I like it. The only the only downfall of it that I don't like is that. So my mayor before I got her was written in that. And it's something that's very easy for them to learn to lean on because it doesn't have that give. Like, so it's, it's harder to get them to soften, like to stop leaning on it because it's a solid piece. So she can just grab on it and lean it. And this is my mare and she's 15, three and built like a, 
brick shit house. And so she's really, she, when I first got her, she was extremely, extremely heavy on the forehand and really like took the bit and leaned on it. So I switched over to riding her in a bazaar and oh my, like the difference was like immediate in her because she can't, she, I didn't allow her to lean on the bazaar because otherwise she'd know it was a bluff, but um, like <laughs> she rides way lighter and rocks way back on her haunches now and will ride properly instead of like leaning on that solid mouthpiece. But I still want to put her back in it now that I've been riding her in her bazaar for so long. I want to put her back and just not allow her to lean on the bit. Well, and one thing you may yeah, want to try too is just hanging it in her mouth and letting her, you know, just play with that as you're still riding her in that bozo. Yeah, yeah, I've done that with yeah. I've done that with the three piece bit that I have, and she rides a lot better in the bit now than she did when I first got her. Um, but I would like something. She just really likes that missing link, so I really have been looking for one. Let let my cat purr into the mic. I, I got you, Jess. I, I got you with the missing link. I got you. Perfect. Uh, uh, Kayla over there showing off the V dub. What's what's everyone's least? What is your least favorite that you see the most often? Not a Tom Thumb because everyone oh my hates god, Tom thumb. least favorite. You can't say Tom Thumb. Um. Ooh. Twisted gonna, wire. Hold on, I'm gonna piss off all the million dollar bit. I was just about to say I'm about to piss off They're all my racing. barrel racer friends, and I'm gonna say the million dollar bit. <laughs> it's gross. It's gross. I don't think I've heard of that one. If that, the twisted wire, you know, gag isn't bad enough, let's add a rope nose man. To let's that. add a rope nose to you know? it. Let's make it totally unfair for the horse. Oh God. I'm looking Look, at it right now. I know. I'm not in the barrel world, so I don't see these. No, things. but see what happens is it's, you get these young bad. girls. You get these young girls and young guys, because I'm a guy, but you get these young girls and these young guys, and they see somebody win a bunch of money on something, and then all of a sudden, ooh, I gotta get that bit. But their horse doesn't understand that bit. And then they want to know why they've got alley issues or that horse just crashes. I mean, and I'm like it's such a conflicting bit. Yes. It's Stupid. Some of the, I tell you what, you want to know the one bit in the world that's probably won more money than anything on the planet. The one bit that's probably won more money across all disciplines than anything. The snaffle. Yep. Yeah. Especially with the snaffle bit association. Being well, yeah. Up. I mean, you actually have a whole association dedicated to snaffle bit. You have whole classes and things like rain cow horse and raining just yep. for snaffle bit. And apple bit futurities are a thing. And NSBA is now in the hunter world. I mean, it's in every like it's everywhere. Everywhere. Except for in the pleasure world, like the pleasure horse world. And in, and in my opinion, and I know somebody's gonna be mad and fight me over this. I don't really care too much. I, I think it's a lot better than a Tom Thumb. I think Argentine snaffles are not great either. Mm, yeah, because I see a lot of people I using used the. One in the I, I don't I haven't used one enough to like. Form I, really I think I th on it. but I think the biggest problem is people use them incorrectly and not for their intended purpose. Yes. And the intended purpose of an Argentine snaffle is again, it's kind of one of those transitional bits. It's kind of to get the horse used to something. The, the live having a horse live in a trend in a 
Argentine snaffle while you just yank those shanks because you haven't taught it whoa. Well, the, it depends on what kind. There are different kinds of Argentine staffing. Well, there's three-piece Argentines and, and stuff yeah, like that. Usually I don't I mind see these, the three-piece the three Argentines, I don't mind. These two-piece Argentine snaffles are just a skinnier version of a Tom Thumb, in my opinion. Yeah, they at least have some get, like They at least have some up-and-down give, opposed to like the Tom Thumb where it's fixed on the side. So, but yeah, if you're... Uh, the, I think the problem with it is that that's like the first thing that people use when they move to a shank bit and they shouldn't be using that. But Dakota, what's your least favorite bit? So I was at an auction recently and I was looking at this really cute uh, black, <clears throat> black and white pinto horse. And no, this has something to do with bidding. I didn't interrupt anybody though. No. Okay. I was looking at this really cute black and white horse and uh, some, this young lady, she's never owned a horse before, wanted to buy a horse. First of all, if you've never owned a horse before and you're buying a horse for your kid, do not go to the auction and let the person tell Please you the don't. horse, say you the horse. No. And he's, he's explaining this horse to this young lady. Oh, yeah, super soft. You know, I, I'd put my kid on it. It'd be great. And the horse was a looker. Little roach, little roachy back for me. Uh, and it, it, and then once I realized what I was looking at, which was a grayish Tennessee Walker, I was not, and nothing against Tennessee Walkers. I was just not interested. And then I really got to looking close at that horse. And on the cheeks at the corner of the mouth on both sides was just freaking raw. Ooh. And I'm like, yeah. No, but if you're in the, okay, this is gonna probably not go well. But if you're in the walking horse world, just put bit guards on the side, and it'll be just fine. It's gonna yeah. be just fine. No, this horse has just no fine. idea. This horse has no idea what's going on in his mouth. Ugh. Dakota, what's your least favorite? Uh, mostly for me, it's twisted wire bits. I mean, I've seen. So many people use them incorrect. It, it, it's not that it's the least favorite bit. It's just I've seen them used incorrectly and sew up the horse's mouth and everything. And for me, that's what I don't like about them. People use them as weapons. Can can I add yeah. an can I add another one of those? No, I haven't got to go yet. No, I want to add one more that goes along with the twisted wire. Oh, okay. And that's the that's those motorcycle chain bits for me. Yeah. Oh, don't even go there. I will. I, I the will. whole thing gives. Oh. No, it's a saw blade. Terrible. With 7 million pinch points. That's right. I'm going to really piss a very large amount of people off when I say this. I'm prepared. You always piss me off. It's I'm funny. ready. Well, I'm not going to piss any of you off. No, but okay. I'm sure that people who listen to this are going to get pissed off. If they're not pissed off by this point of this episode, they just can't be pissed off. The walking horse <laughs> For bit. Oh, uh, you done pissed off like half of my body. I sure did. Bye. Just the, the big ass shanks. What do they call those? Elevator bits or some shit? No, no, not an elevator bit, but a walking a horse bit. It's just a it's gated horse just bit. Just like a saddle, but the, the shank is like six inches yeah. long. If you need that much leverage, your horse needs to go in a snaffle. I'm telling you, and our, our, you will you will suffer from the consequences. I'm telling you right now, our friend Paige and our friend uh, eighty dollars stables is already making a video about yep. what you just said, and this video hasn't even come out. Well, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I had students when I taught the career center. I had students with gated horses. I grew up, or I in college, the director of our college. Um, 
she's a dressage person, but she also, her and her husband at the time, um, showed walking horses. They showed flat, I mean, they didn't show the uh, padded performance horses, but they showed flat shod. But mm-hmm. from their mouth, they never, ever, they never used a bit with a six inch shank. I, I want if ev- you can't get the collection that you need in <clears throat> a snaffle or a short shank bit, there, there's no reason for a six inch shank. The uh, ideas of well, and not, not even collection in the short shank bits or snaffles, but if you can't get collection in a halter or a hackamore, yeah, there's something else wrong. Mm. I I feel like the oh. upper, I feel like in the upper level collection that they're looking for, sometimes you can't, you like can't keep that, that steady, home. you can't see the steady in a halter or, or a hackmore because in the hackmore, you don't want to keep steady, you're not wanting to keep no. steady collection and pressure off of I them rode, so, in the collection that they're, in the collection type that they're looking for. Yeah, not slow, a, but collection. And, and a good, and a good example of that, Dakota, is I rode a jumper, uh, two weekends ago. And the the way that horse is collected, there's no way I could have did that halter. Like he just would have not listened. He wouldn't have had a clue. You should be able to get collection to a certain extent. But the collection I needed, the, yeah, the the collection I needed, I wouldn't have got there. But I understand the road that you're going. But the collection that they're looking for is forward movement, but collected, like being able to gather that horse up and still have the impulsion, but. They have to be able to lean on something like that's where their collection comes from is from leaning and being able to lift up from behind, push from behind, but kind of have that wall in front of them that keeps them from extending out. And the and same in dressage horses. Dressage horses and walking horses are very similar. It is. No matter what anyone wants to hear, they're very similar. It is. So this has been the hardest thing in my journey, dabbling in the English world and wanting to dabble in dressage is that a lot of concepts that you think that would be universal are not because they're executed so differently. What do you mean? So like collection in the Western world, uh, depending on the, and especially the horses that I'm used to dealing with, we don't collect that way. We don't keep pressure collection on that horse. And the, the idea of uh, the, the way everything is rigged, as far as saddle wise and the the way pressure is given with the leg. Well, yes and no. To to some extent, yes. But there's two different kinds of collection. Cause like in dressage, you, you still have that long, low collection when you're working in the lower levels and you're doing your stretchy trot and those kinds of things. You're still asking for that collection on a loose rein, like same well, as you would think of in the Western yeah. pleasure world. So, but I think, but I think in my defense though, and I think Flo will back me up is she put me on not a difficult horse, but a horse that was hard headed, kind of like my Layla that you have yeah. to constantly stay on top of. You had to constantly keep aggressive pressure on, or he just stopped and you had to <laughs> constantly keep a constantly keep him collected and trying to balance, you know, I'm used to, neck reining horses like most of my horses neck rein now in the barrel world do we neck rein no we i mean some do but no we we direct rein most of the time and it's still a one-handed deal most of the time 
and and just getting used to what to do with my, and, and I felt like a beginner again. And it was funny because I was going back to back to two hands, proper hand placement, and then I'm using my whole leg to maintain leg that to keep this boy who was a lazy boy, did not want to trot mm. up at a trot, and he's uh 17 hands. Yeah. But the difference is the difference is we're talking about two different things that his stage of training and like a performance stage of training are very different. Yeah. And if he was up to performance level, you wouldn't be having yeah, to no, do that. and I'm sure if she had put me on one of her uh horses that had all the and I didn't I, I did not need to be put on a horse that had all those buttons. Uh, because I don't know those buttons. I know my horse's buttons. And I didn't want to get in trouble. And it was just an excuse to get me out and let me experience it for one. And but again, I just I was sore for a couple of days after that. Yeah. So kudos to my English folks. You guys are no wonder y'all look so good in riding britches and you got the legs for it. <laughs> but but regardless, when you're asking for a collection, you look at like the the most, in my opinion, and I'm of course biased, but like the most beautiful like art of collection is what you're going to see in like a grand in a grand prix dressage test. Okay. Like they have total collection. I mean, like pee offing in place, the horses, like, I mean, full action of the legs, sticking with the same cadence, like in crazy, crazy, crazy collection. But in those, you might see them riding in a double bridle, but their double bridle has yeah, a tiny shank on it. Yeah. And they're using, so like, and that's one thing too. Talking with a lot of uh, high-level dressage folks is, yeah, they're riding in a double bridle, but really one bit's being used at a time. Exactly. And and really, they're only touching most of those horses though, and a lot of them will tell you it's just a snaffle part they're using more than anything. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't ever want to hear a walking horse person say, "Oh, we have to have these six-inch shanks." You don't. You don't. I'm just pages, pages like pages like that. Uh, that uh, that that gif of uh oh crap never mind i forget what's the little girl with the backpack a little latin girl that dora? travels the world dora, dora. You know, dora. see dora with the hand shaking like yeah. angry yeah that's her i guess oh, that's dora oh i don't God. know if it's dora sorry didn't mean to okay. make you mad well i'm not really sorry but no i'm not mad about it i'm not a walking horse person I, the only thing sorry, gated no, i have sorry. is a the only thing gated i have is a tacky i've seen plenty of walking horses go beautifully in a short shank with correct collection well, or think, even in a snaffle. But I think that might be one of those. Beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things too. It, it just, it falls back to an industry thing like double bridles and dressage and stuff like that. Is it necessary? It's not, but it's there. And yeah. it's, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. But you know, and I know like with dressage, the double bridle at certain levels is required. Is it not? Yeah. So, and I don't know if that those really long shank, uh, walking horse bits are required i i, I don't know is, is it just i tell you what walking horse folks that listen to me the show's email is in the notes of the show email me and, and tell me the deal and me and jess will talk about it on the next episode before we get into whatever subject we got email <laughs> me and uh we will talk about the yeah. uh you know what you say we want to hear page if you're listening page let us know Heck, I'm curious too. I'm well, and that, that's my thing too, because out here in Arizona, we don't have walking horses out here. Out here, it's mostly rainers, cutters, a uh, raining cow horse. It's, you know, the Western performance. We do have a few on a jumper. You can't areas, throw a, but you can't throw a rock in the Southeast without hitting a Tennessee walker. Yeah. But, 
One more, one more thing I want to say on Shank that's not. I promise I'll shut up. But <laughs> every other discipline, when a horse is riding in a shank bit, you do not see constant pressure, constant contact, extreme contact, especially on a shank bit. And I could be wrong because I'm not the walking horse professional, but. 90% of the time that I've ever seen, even the high, the highest, you know, level, they have constant pressure on the shank butt bit, pushing the horse with constant pressure into the shank bit. I and I just what, don't understand that. I tell you what we need to do, and both of them have been begging me to come on the show, Jess. We get, because I know they use those type of bits too in the saddlebred world. And yes. I, I say we get Paige Stevens. Ooh, that'll be a good one. I say we oh, get gosh. I say we get Paige Stevens and Susan Peer on and let yeah. them oh, sit down and ex- do. and explain that to us. Why? But I will say in Susan's videos, I I don't do. see them have constant like you don't see the shank pulled back the whole time that they're riding. Like I've seen as much in the walking horse world. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you literally don't again, see their hands moving at all. Exactly. Yeah. Saddle again, I am. I am. Like, yeah. Their and, hands and, are quiet. And saddle. Yeah. And saddle seat is a totally different animal than than yeah. a lot of the walking horse stuff. But no, I want it. We want it explained to us because we might be completely dumb and we don't understand it. We think we have a pretty good idea. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't understand the the long shank either and why it's necessary. You know. Notice me trying to put a little water on that fire. Yeah, well, sorry. But, I just but no, went off. And I want to add another. <laughs> let me add another one Love here. It. Another bit that should just be thrown, thrown to hell. It's not really a bit. It's a hackamore. I think it should just be thrown to hell and never seen. And that says mechanical German hackamores that have like seven. Yes. That is, oh my, oh my gosh. Goodness. And it's a chain nose with a piece of like yeah. surgical rubber. I want to see an x-ray of a horse's facial bones of a horse that rides in that consistently. So the place you put in, did you see the picture I sent you of the place that you had applied to? It was a, yeah. It was upside down. The bit was upside down. Yeah. And it was, no, 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 no. I'm talking about, it was a German hack. I call them German hacks. I don't know what their name is. A mechanical hack with super long shanks. Like chandos. Yeah, and they had the horse tied to a post with that. And I'm what? 90% sure it was upside down. Yeah, but and it was tied to a yes, it was and backwards. It was yeah, back because it was the backwards. shank was coming all the way up to its eyeball. Yeah, it was I've and, seen a picture like that floating around. And get this. Guess what it was tied to? Another piece of chain. They had chained that horse to a post. What the Okay, so so here's what I'm gonna say about hackmores. Okay, now I've ridden traditional Bozell hackmores. For a long time, I've ridden loping hackamores. When it comes to mechanicals, I hate mechanicals with burning passion because all that horse has to do is figure out how that mechanical sits. I'm about to break your heart. Flip it up, flip it up, and you have zero control. I'm about to break your heart, and here's why I'm about to break your heart. There is one mechanical I will make exception for because it's one I have used a lot and has worked really good with my horses. And that's the Jim Warner. Yeah, I know what that one is. That is an. That is, it it's kind of an industry style mechanical hackamore. It's got shanks. They're not crazy, um, but the shanks More of on the milder that, ones. Yeah, and the shanks on that actually rotate out and in. 
Oh, this is the one that I made you because I was like, I, I made you, yeah, you, you, yeah. You made me a video because yeah. I was like trying to understand how it worked. Now, again, that is not as again. Think of it like a uh, like a port, or think of it as a uh, a spade or something like that. It's not something designed for you to rink back on. No, that what and it's for and what it's designed to do is it's designed to work in between a mechanical hack and a side pull. Yeah, and it and it does a great does a great job. And with that. and with any hack more, it's all about placement, placement, placement. Placement. Where yes. is it placed on your horse's Dude, nose? Because people I either have them fall. too low on the yeah. nose or way too. Listen, high, like, I would I would rather see eyeball. it. I would rather see it wrapped around the horse's eyeballs than the soft, squishy part of a nose. Yes, mm-hmm. I have seen way too many right on the cartilage piece of their nose. I'm like, how? Does that horse even have cartilage left? You don't know or how many. Well, very... And Pat Puckett explains. Pat Puckett actually explains for a bozel on where to place it properly. For nothing, he tells you not all bozels are fitted to the horse. You have Listen, to fit the bozel to the horse. I don't know who Pat Puckett is, but if y'all don't you stop, look him up. If y'all don't stop, I'm going to have to charge him for ad space. He's amazing. You need to look him up and watch some of his videos. Yeah, you, you need to look him up and contact him and have him on here because that would be a good interview. Right yes. Now. If yeah. you did, I would literally shit myself. Yeah, speaking of and, 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 and if you do that, you got to have me on there too. So, and you know. I'm going to get Craig Cameron on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I want to sit here and eat hot dogs the whole time. Yeah, we, listen, me and Jess te- <laughs> technically sort of, sort of, Sort of hung out with Craig Cameron for a week because every step we took, he was there. We never talked to him, Cameron. but we felt like we knew him. He seriously, I mean, he, he gets on the show. I want to get on because I have questions for him. If there's if there's anybody in the world that has achieved just tip of the spear when it comes to like that that type of thing, that seems completely approachable. Craig Cameron is that guy. Yeah. Oh we yeah. Watched him literally talk to this little boy in line so he could cut him in line cut, to get a cut hot him dog. in line to get a hot dog. <laughs> I swear every time I saw him he was eating a hot dog. That man was probably. Not, he probably could have had catering service that rode to the horse. <laughs> that man that man shook hands and kissed babies all the way up to the front that he could cut he in front his, of everybody to get his, get hot, his hot dog. dog. <laughs> I hope Craig Cameron listens to this and just like doesn't even realize how much we associate him with hot dogs. It's just Craig Cameron is just one of those, you know. For one, Craig Cameron is a he's a good horseman. He's an he's an he's phenomenal. He's an old school, no nonsense type of guy, and I admire that. I can't say that everything that Craig Cameron probably does with a horse, I would probably agree with or anything, but I don't think there's anybody out there like that. But when it comes to just good dudes, Craig Cameron's just a good dude. He will cut in front of you in a hot dog stand. He's not always right. Now, uh, the only man that I know is an absolute saint is Glenn Stewart, and I will fight you if anybody says otherwise. Glenn, Glenn, Stewart. Glenn Stewart. Gosh almighty. Glenn Listen, Stewart. I'm saving up. Next year, I'm going to that. So you know he bought. Camp. You know he bought. I, I want to go to the road to the horse. Like, you, know, that's... You, you know he bought Metallic Rapper. Me too. He bought his yeah, horse. Yeah, And he's got him. He said, he said he calls him his little buddy. He said, Can I we all buddy. together go to the same week of one of his backpacking trips so kayla doesn't know about this so it's two thousand dollars it doesn't include airfare but for two thousand dollars you fly he's is he in british columbia yeah he's in i think he's in british columbia he's got a beautiful ranch there so we fly to british columbia but for two thousand dollars he puts you up he gives you a horse saddle everything you need 
to bed roll with him is over a week. It's ten days. Ten days, and you, you lost me with flying. And you, you, yeah, and you're out in beautiful British Columbia wilderness with Glenn Stewart, and you get to pick his brain, learn about horses on some beautiful, beautiful. He's a so he's a man that enjoys a Lusitano, and I love Lusitanos. Oh. And uh, oh man, they're beautiful. I know. And if you watch his Liberty work, you know, if you see a lot of horses at Liberty, it almost looks forced. And you watch Glenn's yeah. horses and you just watch him smile watching his horses. He just smiles and he he's talking to it like he'll forget to cut his microphone off like when he's doing a demonstration and he's just talking to his horses like watching him start a colt that rode to the horse was like watching just I mean, oh, my gosh, he is. And he's I call him the gentle giant because he looks like he's six, seven. Yeah, he's a Ryan huge both, dude. We uh, both started the week and we had no idea who he was. No clue. I mean, I'd, I'd never heard of him before. And he came out in the arena and we were like, like, I mean, within probably the first 30 seconds, we were like, who's this? Who's this? And like, he was immediately our fan or like our pick. Yeah, for the he weekend. is just, oh my gosh. And I, I, and I knew Mike Major going into that event, but I'm going to tell you too, Mike just, you know, Mike was the oldest guy there. And you know, Mike. It, it would not shock me if you heard Mike was get, was going to retire in a year or so. And, and and while everybody else is doing everything, you know, they're going through their. You know, Brandy is is fighting her decision to put that horse in the snaffle way too early, and and Pat is Pat Pirelli sticking to that Pat Pirelli method, even though it's not freaking working, and he cannot step out of his box <sighs> for an instant to do something different. Glenn Stewart and Mike Major are plucking away. And they're plucking away at these horses. And when something doesn't work, I watched instead of while well, everybody else had saddles on their horses and kind of kind of <clears> pushing <throat> it that first day, Glenn Stewart was still laying across his. Glenn Stewart took a step back and then did not until day two did not get a saddling on his horse because something he just wasn't working and he decided we're gonna we're gonna start over. And he I watched that man start over in a competition because it wasn't working and he didn't want to force it. And even at the end of it, his horse had a problem wanting to cross the tarp. So he skipped it, went around, did everything else. And he's talking through it and he goes, I'm going to give him one more opportunity to do this. And then if he doesn't want to do it, then we're just not going to do it. I'm sorry. And it wasn't even his horse. And he wasn't going to force it. Well, but that's the difference between a horseman and a horse trainer, in my opinion, like the, the horse trainer is a dead set of what works in, in the story. The horseman is going to go, okay, this isn't working. How, how can I adapt to this? How can I adapt to the horse? Yeah. Well, you know, and I fan, and me and Jess fanboy over Glenn Stewart. I love him. He is probably my favorite clinician right now. With that said, though, Mike Major is a boss. Mike Major is a boss. Mike Major is more cowboy than most people ever thought about being. He's forgot more about cowboy than most people ever learn. And and to watch him work, and he picked a Palomino. And I know color doesn't mean a damn thing, but he picked a Palomino. <laughs> and then, where do you know where the twenty twenty three Road of the Horse Championship is? I thought I was, look it up right now. Twenty should should be in like no, no no. This is the Road of the Horse Champion. Whatever, maybe it isn't. Oh yeah. So twenty twenty three World Championship Legacy. Ooh. So it's gonna be oh it's gonna be at the okay 
So this year, 2023, is it's it's champ it's the champions of Road to the Horse. Oh. It's gonna be a really good I'm looking at it right now. That that'll be, be interesting really cool. to watch. It's gonna be it's gonna be Cole Cameron. Yes. Mike Major. Oh. Um oh hold on. Let me see. <laughs> Not Brandy Lyons. <laughs> Sorry, Brandy. <No. laughs> it's, it's Cole Cole Cameron, Mike Major, Guy McLean, who I yes. really like. Yes, yes, yes. And J.R. Robles. So J.R. won the wild card in okay. Texas. Awesome, so, awesome trainer, by the way. So, that's that's who the competitors are this year, so we are not missing it. Yeah, if I had to put my money on it right now, and I'm not kidding you. If I had to put my money on it right now, um, fuck, I'm going to say Glenn Stewart. He's not even in it. Mike Major. Mm, Do not underestimate I, the old man. If I put man. my money on it, I'd say Guy McLean. I don't, I, maybe, but I'm just one of those people that you never, ever, ever. If I had put money in Cole. You, you never bet against the old guy in the young man's game. Well, no, like the movie in uh, the John Wayne movie, The Cowboys, one of the first few favorite scenes of mine is the two bulls fighting. He goes, the young one has more strength, the old one has more experience. Sometimes the old one wins, sometimes the young one. I don't know. Yeah. My, my, favorite, my favorite saying with bulls come from the movie Colors. Guy McLean reminds me a lot of... Um... What was that guy we were talking about? Our favorite guy. Huh? British Columbia. Lives in British Columbia. Oh, Glenn Stewart. Glenn Stewart. Glenn Stewart reminds... Uh, guy McLean reminds me a lot of Glenn Stewart. I really, Have you ever watched Guy McLean do anything? Yeah, he's an Australian guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's where my money's on. Where's that? Where's that? Stock, giant that. stockman hat all the time. It's my money. Yeah, it's, it's hard to bet. It's hard to bet against Australian though. Anything to do with horses? Let's let's see how many people we can come. We'll get a giant Airbnb. That's right, Kayla. Come on, come come to K Kentucky. Let's do it. That sounds like fun. How fun would that be? We can film a shit ton of content. Jess even made content <laughs> while we're up there, and she's not we, really a content can, creator. She filmed my butt walking we away. We can confuse so many people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it would be awesome. It would be awesome. Craig, let's I've, get. Let's get Kristen to come. Kristen to come. She's not far from there. Yeah. Get Kristen oh to come. Oh my gosh. It'll be so much. That fun. would be oh my God. That would be awesome. Oh I'll my just, God. That, I'll just that. get everybody that everybody finds annoying in the same room. Oh. Yeah. Let's do this. Oh my gosh. We're doing it. It's gonna be so much now, fun. I'm gonna say I don't know if you have I, a I'm getting my own hotel room. You guys are so well. <laughs> We're gonna do it. We're gonna do, we can get a big Airbnb. That's right. The awesome. Kayla, now I don't know if you have a taste for bourbon, but now would be the time to start acquiring one. Oh my god, is this homework? This is homework. <laughs> you, you better get a taste for bourbon. I just mm, because it will flow generously at Road to the Horse. Oh my god, I'm talking straight, I'm talking in Kentucky mules, I'm talking in old fashioned because I'm a lightweight. I might do you die. Like, do you we, like bloody I want a Kentucky mule. You guys got to get me in. We'll hook you up with a good Kentucky, Kentucky mule. mule up there. We found a restaurant that has the best one. What was it called? The the feed store or some something? It was something like that, yeah. Kayla, yeah. do you like Bloody Marys? I honestly am not much of a drinker. Don't worry. Okay. We'll, like, we'll, 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 you're, you're, we'll be at Road to the Horse. It's a tradition. <laughs> Road to the Horse has the best Bloody Marys the, ever. The, the bars inside. I, I, I like I like tomato juice. I'm a weirdo. So I love I love you'd, tomato juice and I love you'd V8. Probably like it then. You like a V8? 
Yeah. I love a V8. So everybody tells me, oh, it's like a V8 vodka, but I'm not, okay. uh, I've never it's had a Bloody Mary. V8. It's an adult V8. So when you get there in the mornings, doors open at like 8.30 or 8 o'clock or something like that. When you get there, the bar and the bartenders are already there. And they're, they've just got Bloody Marys lined up for everyone because they know <laughs> they're ready. Get... They're like, come get them. Yeah. yeah. The competition doesn't start till Friday, but it's totally worth it to be there for Thursday because they have like a lot of other clinicians come and do demonstrations and um, do, all do the, a little shopping. All of the people who are competing do like demonstrations the day before and you get to see um, the like the the herd of horses. What? That they get to choose from. Yeah, so the four sixes actually provide the horses for Road to the Horse. So you get to see all those horses run through, see the cowboys from the four sixes. There'll be I'd be cheering the horses on. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of demonstrations. Like we saw a combined driving demonstration that was just mind blowing. Um yeah. a, a drill, the drill team drill teams. So cool. Oh my gosh, these young these young teenage girls and these drill teams are awesome. And then the clinicians are doing clinics. I did drill growing up. I love drill. Yeah. It looks it was so, so much fun. fun. And then the clinicians are doing clinics and stuff like that. And it is, it's just awesome. And it's, and you'll see people there that aren't even competing that household names that you'll recognize, like people like Craig Cameron and, um, uh, Brandy Lyons' dad. I can't remember his name. He's huge. He's more famous than she is. Um, you know, stuff like that. You know, John. John yeah, Lyons. John Lyons. Yeah, that's uh, what I was gonna say. I think it's John. Yeah, you know, guys like that and, and Craig and John Lyons, and then all the then all the clinicians that are there competing will do a little clinic, like you know, or do a demonstration like uh Glenn Stewart did his with his Liberty horses with his Lusitanos. You know. Um Pirelli did a thing. I wasn't paying attention. I think I went to the bathroom. Um I, I've seen Pat Pirelli work. I think that's why I'm, I don't have many followers is because I always pick on Pat Pirelli. Most gay, I pick on um, Clinton Anderson all the time too. So see, I, I'm the opposite when it comes to Clinton Anderson. Like I'm not one of those people that's going to be like you need no Clinton Anderson. He's yeah, but I'm always like this. If you're if you're you're new and you're into it and you're one of those people that are hell bent to go buy one of those DVD sets or whatever and try to learn something, uh, Clinton Anderson has figured out a way to break it down into baby steps for people that's easily digestible. Like I'm okay with that. Just, I don't know. I don't like, I say I don't fanboy over clinicians, but I, I do Glenn Stewart. I, I could guess. <laughs> Kaylee, gotta go so look what's the, uh, okay, so go what's look the price Glenn on Stewart. going to the road to the horse? Uh, uh, the tickets are like $90, I think. And honestly, it's like, it's, it's not worth getting the more expensive tickets, to be honest. Like, Ryan and I, we got the $90 tickets, and that's for the whole – it's for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you're going to want to set up. You're not going to want to be low. You're going to want to set up so you can see all four round pins because it's four yeah. – they set up four round corrals. They put in four untouched horses, and then you got to watch all four clinicians at the same time start colts. And they only have a matter of hours. Like they don't get to work with them through the night. They don't get to work with them early in the day. They have ninety minutes a day, I think, or something like that, that they work. And how with many them. days? Yeah, I... for for two for three days, and at the wow. end of the third day, they have to run an obstacle course with that horse. Yeah, they only get. Yeah, it's yeah. It's is it ninety minutes? No, yeah, they, yeah, it's ninety. I think it's roughly ninety minutes. I think. Yeah, something ninety like minutes that. each day. That's all they get. Like, so it's not even. It's not even three full days. It's. 
literally 90 minutes. Yeah. And when the buzzer sounds at the end of the day, the four sixes ranch comes and gets that horse and it goes back with the herd. And then the next day they go get those horses and they put them back in the round corrals and they those oh commissions gosh. start over. Yes. Yeah. It is an amazing thing to watch. Especially so cool. yeah, like to watch what these horses can do after three days. After just a handful of hours. Yeah. And there's another thing that will like we how we started off this episode is like something that everyone wants to complain about is there's so many people out there who want to complain about Road to the Horse and how like and I get where some of them are coming from because a lot of the people who, are, who complain are trainers because they're like people see these people work these horses in three days and expect us to be able to do this that quickly and that's not how it works and i'm like i get that but for the most part people should be understanding that this is like a special scenario and like yeah, it's not a just because thing. they can get through it doesn't mean it's beautiful you know yeah i mean it's just it's a demonstration of skill and what you can yeah. achieve with the right know-how that, that's what that is these horses aren't ruined for it yeah glenn stewart bought his horse he bought metallic wrapper out of metallic cat he got a good and pretty horse too. Little little sorrel horse. Well, and you know, people ask me like on my Mustang and stuff on when I had him, well, how long did it take you to get on his back? Well, it I took three months to get on his back. I was under his trust and working him. Then I've had people go, Oh, well, I've seen people do it in less than a day. And they they're doing that uh Mustang makeover. I'm like, Okay, like cool that they're able to do it, but I'm not sitting here saying I'm an amazing horseman and I'm just going to go and get on a horse and, and see what it's happens. An, it's another thing where one size doesn't fit all. It doesn't fit yeah. every horse. It doesn't. Not every horse is the same and not everyone's situation is the same. Like you work full time. So you don't get as much consistent time with that horse as someone who is doing it. Like if you're doing it for a competition, you're going to make the time to be out there every single day, multiple times a day, doing all of these things where if it's just your horse at home, you're not going to be, it's not going to be as significant of a, like a, like we got to do this right now, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a different atmosphere and it's for, again, it's for demonstration purposes. Yeah. It's a competition, but again, it's just kind of demonstrating what can be done. Nobody's asking these guys to finish these horses. They're just getting them rideable. So, I mean, I, there's no way you could take any four of these horses and just hack out through the woods. Hmm. It's over with. I mean, if you get a death wish, maybe. I wouldn't. So, well, guys, we have run long. Like, really long. I have to, yeah, like, long. So, anybody got any closing thoughts? I'm scared about I mean, this for me, this uh, <laughs> interview with Susan and Paige. I kind of ran my mouth. There you go. I'm a little nervous. I'm going to take an excerpt from what you said and play it on that episode and go, okay, so you guys explain this. By the way, this is just. I mean, like, uh, I would almost say, like, my closing thought is, like, everyone needs to take anything they see in the horse order with a grain of salt. Uh, whether it's the way that someone saddles, whether it's the tack they use or anything, like they have to take it with good salt. It's not a one size fits all. It's specific mm -hmm. to the person, to the horse, to everything. 
KLA. Hey, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I agree with Dakota. Like, you know, as long as it's what's working with your animal and it's safe for you, just let people do their own thing and just support each other and be more positive. Hey, Dakota, how's it feel to know that a social media superstar knows your first name? Oh, please. <laughs> well, I mean, I also got you knowing my first name, too, and Jeff knows it, too. So, I mean, it, it, it's nothing. <laughs> I'm a nobody. You're I'm the co nobody. you're the co-host of this dadgum show, woman. In yeah, real but... life, I'm a nobody. Like in, in real life, I'm literally a nobody. Unless somebody sees me at the gas station, they're like, I think I follow you on TikTok. And then I get really awkward and don't know what to say. I have people that drive by me, roll down their windows and go, Oh yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Or people That's go, awesome. damn it, Flynn. It, it's like at least three or four times every single ride. I have somebody saying hi to me. What's your address? I can, cool. what's your address? I can mail you my underwear right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, it no, is, it is, it is awkward. I know we're running along, but it is one of those things that are awkward. It's like the first time you're spotted in a while. First time I got spotted in a while was that road to the horse. I was coming out of the bathroom, still wiping the water off of my hands. And somebody just runs up to me. I follow you on TikTok. Like, I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> and then there was a group of people. So I was up there with Jess and a bunch of her friends. And she had to leave to go do something. And I was like, well, I will meet y'all later on. And so I'm still hanging out. I go to leave and there's a herd of people around my truck. Because it says Chastain Farms on the back. Like a whole gaggle, like a family and then some other people, like a whole family, kids and all. And they're just like, I come walking up and then just like smiling and waving. And I go, oh, shit, what do I do? <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Oh, it was interesting. It happens so often to me now, though, that I'm just like, it doesn't phase me. Yeah. I'm still getting used to it. I'm still getting used to it. I like the people who go in my comments and they're like, I saw you yesterday on this riding oh, twin down this street. And I'm like, no, that was my evil twin. That wasn't me. Yeah, that was KLA, not Kayla. I mean, it was me, but, it, you know, I don't want people knowing where I am. No lie. So, yeah, um, I had a bunch of people that messaged me, probably, I don't know, 10 or 12 people that messaged me after Road to the Horse that were like, I saw you at Road to the Horse. I saw you. I saw you. Um I wanted to come up and say, hey, but I didn't know how you'd feel about it. And then, you know, oh, I saw you at Museum to the Horse. I didn't get to see you at Road to the Horse. Uh, I saw you at the Kentucky Horse Park. And I'm like, you can say hi. I mean, I don't know what to do. I'll probably just blush and be all awkward. I took pictures with people. And that was, that was kind of something. Somewhere somebody took a picture with me and then showed their friend. Their friend was like, so who is this again? <laughs> He's a TikTok guy. Oh, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. No uh, problem. Yeah, same here, man. I'm always here. You're All always time. here. I was about to say, you're, you're the you co-host this shit. Yeah, I've yeah. always wanted much. to talk to Jess. Yeah, Jess. Jess I've, I've, yeah, that makes me feel good. Jess, so Someone knows who I am. I'm happy. Yeah, Je Jess holds half the reins of the shit wagon. I, I I look forward to the the show every 
time it, my Spotify list tells me, hey, there's a new episode of Behind the Horse's Eyes. I get all excited. Yeah, I haven't been oh. on as much as I normally am lately, but we had uh, the one with Megan was really good. I really like that one. That, that episode did really well. That episode did really well. Yeah. Like, it was one of those niche things, you know, and I wanted to do it because I wanted to do it for Megan. But, it, you know, it's kind of one of those things I didn't know how the audience was going to react because, you know, some things do really well and then other things you're just like, I thought this would do good, but it didn't. And that was one yep. of those that I was just kind of like, well, you know what? I think it's going to float kind of right in the middle. And it was one of those that just did really damn well. So, you know, um, so I'm glad I did it. Megan was good. You guys were good. Thank you all for coming on. I want to thank our sponsors. Um, Herd of Zebras. You can check them out at herd-of-zebras.com. Use the code JRyan or Damn it, Flynn. <laughs> and uh, get 10% off. Is yours 10% off? Yeah. Yeah, mine's 10% off. Kayla's, Kayla's is 11% off. That's right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Get, yeah, use hers. Get, get your 10 and a half. 10 and a half percent. I'm just happy that I am one of the rare dudes in the herd. Um, regardless, head on over to herd-of-zebras.com. Use either one of our codes, get 10% off, help an amazing company with an amazing message. It is not just a brand. It is a lifestyle. That is audible.com. Audible, you can use audibletrial.com forward slash Ryan. Get a free audio book on me. We got merch. Check the... Um, link down in the show notes if you want to get some horse daddy merch i will hook you up. i think kayla's got one of those rocking horse daddy shirts i do i've got an awesome damn it flynn shirt somewhere regardless thank you guys for listening thank you guys for being on and we will catch you all next time <laughs>